0: Welcome to If I Look Back, I Am Lost, a Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our favorite character, Daenerys Targaryen. I hate you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love
1: that is it. perfect.
0: It was great. So, um, as you might be able to tell, tonight's episode, we'll be doing our first ever Danny chapter. And I'm joined tonight by, uh, reluctantly, by Chicky.
2: <laughs> Hi, I am Chicky. And please be sure to tweet at me at at the Chikrin on Twitter because <laughs> I know you'll have things to say to me after this.
3: <laughs> and we have a bevy of guests. We have Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. You can find me at Stinking Goose on Twitter. And Tina.
1: Hi, I'm Tina. You can find me on Cutie Pillar on Tumblr. And we have two of our favorite occasional gents. We have Cody.
4: Hey, I'm Cody. You can find me at The Crimson Lord on Twitter. And John. This is the sound
5: of my voice. It's John Ice Eyes on Twitter.
0: And I am Guile. I tweet at Door Podcast. And. Um, as I said, we are covering our first Danny chapter ever. It is Danny 10 from a Game of Thrones, which is her final chapter in that book. And as such, um, obviously a spoiler warning for the books in the show and our standard trigger warnings for um, rape, violence, murder, you know the whole the whole shebang. Bestiality. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I guess. Sure. <laughs> There's always new warnings. Um, so anyway, as we start the chapter, uh, our lovely Cal Drogo is dead. And the Dothraki are preparing his funeral pyre. As per custom, they slay one of their remaining stallions to kind of layer on the bottom level of the pyre. And then they put all of Drogo's worldly goods on the second layer. And they want Danny to add her bride gifts to it, but she is like, "Nope, can't have them."
2: Um, our good Do you friend, think that's normal? Is that like custom? That like it seems like a bride gift should always belong to the wife, shouldn't it?
0: Well, I think here? because they because they're you know traditionally would go to the Dosh clean. Maybe they mm-hmm. figure they don't need anything. They're mm. just gonna be around a bunch of other women. What could they possibly want things for?
2: <laughs> right, yeah, they I basically don't was, exist anymore. Right, ex- yeah, I mean I that's exactly like they're shared
4: it. Shared items. They're what items? I assume it's like they're shared, like the their marriage item. Like they got them as a like a because they're married. So now that he's dead, they're not. So those
2: items should be returned to the fire. I don't know. All right, all, all your wedding gifts get returned. <laughs>
0: So when you, if your husband oh. dies, you have to give back your wedding gifts. This Wait, is that, is that not what you guys do? What? God, that would suck, by the way. I do. Just for the record. Here's your damn toaster. Um, <laughs> it's like no one gets toasters anymore for a wedding even. Like, that's not even a funny joke anymore. Um, <laughs> sorry. I apologize. Should have had a trigger warning for poor humor. Um <laughs> Our good friend Miri Maz Doer is watching her and tells Danny that she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. And she doesn't know the right spells for etc. But, you know, if Danny frees her, Miri Maz will gladly help her. Hint, hint. Um, Danny doesn't want to hear it. And instead she has Jogo whip her into silence. So Danny's um, not feeling the Miri Maz love anymore after her betrayal with the death of Drogo. Surprise,
1: surprise.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So the sun starts to set, and Jorah approaches her, and, you know, he tells her, don't follow Drogo into the grave. He tells her, you know, if you don't want to go to Vazdath Rock and and join the Kaleen, he'll take her east. Um, He says, and this grosses me out, we'll see all the wonders yet unseen and drink what wines the gods see fit to serve. And it's like, oh, she's like 13. You're so disgusting. (laughs) 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 i mean it's such a little thing but it's just you know reading back it's just gross that he's basically run away with me khaleesi and you know she's a child
1: Uh
0: i mean none of the other none of the other options are particularly good either but i I feel like that was disgusting um so danny assures him that no she's not going to die with drogo and as they continue to build the pyre, Danny addresses the Dothraki, and um, she tells them that you know from now on they're going to be her Khalasar, and she frees the slaves among them and, and tells them, "Go if you wish; no one will harm you. If you stay, it will be as brothers and sisters, husbands and wives." And you know this doesn't seem to go over particularly well. You know she doesn't really get much much of a reaction um, from that. It, feels like the dothraki just basically thinks she's like
3: crazy at this point well yeah she's a woman saying my khalasar they're yeah. probably like what the hell like is she for real like what yeah so she
0: kind of continues on this path she gives jogo ago and Ricaro her bride gifts and she names them her names them call and they all take the gifts but refuse to give her their oath because she's a woman ex- explicitly they say because she's a woman um she does name Jorah as the first of her queen's guard and promises him a long sword, um, dragon forged and made of Valerian steel so it will be interesting to see if um, that promise is ever kept and Jorah however, he does take that vow he tells her he'll he'll obey her and die for her, whatever may come we'll see how seriously he takes that vow within like, literally paragraphs um, (laughs) Danny takes the you know a super hot bath, and then she bathes Drogo for the final time, and she braids bells into his uncut hair. And his you know he, his hair was of course uncut because he never lost a battle. Um, I mean, I guess if bacteria doesn't count,
2: <laughs> one would maybe only microscopic battles.
0: Or you know, Miri. I mean, I feel like he lost to Miri Mazdui. Pro- she probably should get his hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: just just saying. Uh, and she dresses him in, in the old and faded vest he loved best. And, you know, does anyone have any thoughts about the story behind that? I just it was like, oh, I wish I knew, you know, what this old shirt that he loves is. I just picture, like, Nikolai Costa on in that
1: green plaid that he never wears anymore. <laughs> like, honestly, it's probably, like, the, like, one thing he wore all the time. Like, that's the only thing he ever wore. So, of course, it's his favorite. He's a guy.
0: When my, this is gonna, I'll have a little personal story, because this is kind of, this is one of my favorite chapters, but rereading it, there's not a ton of discussion points. I mean, I, th- I think we'll find some, but I'll, um, instead I'll, I'll share a personal story of <laughs> one of my, when my father passed away, you know, for the most part, I think, you know, it went as well as something like that could go, and, you know, there weren't arguments, there weren't fighting. Um, through the whole course of of everything. But uh, one thing that did set me off is that he was buried in a sweater vest and the man never (laughs) wore a sweater vest a day of his life. And that still kind of makes me angry. So just, you know, thumbs up to Danny for letting, for burying, you know, for... (laughs) Having him in his funeral in something that he actually wore and not
2: some, you know, sweater vest. Where did vest. it come from? Is it, like, something your mom bought him that she always wanted him to wear and she no, got the last word on like, it? No, or... I think, I think she didn't want to, because, I mean, that's, like, to I'll
0: be to work, the man wore, like, short sleeve dress shirts and clip-on ties. So that probably wouldn't have been that great. But, I mean, like, a nice polo shirt would have been fine, but a sweater <laughs> vest, like, oh, it was just what are you doing here in Wisconsin? I mean, the, a lot of people do get buried in Packer paraphernalia I have to say. Really? <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, I, I've been to multiple funerals where the person's been in Packer gear. So.
2: Um, wow. Yeah. Imagine the archeologists who find that. <laughs> <laughs> what is these Packers? Oh. Anyway.
5: What? When I go, I'm definitely going to get buried in my Iron Maiden t-shirt, and that's basically the equivalent here, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I kind of like that that's... I like that we get that little bit of Drogo, because I feel like, you know, for all we bitch about the show, like, show Drogo kind of has more of a personality than book Drogo really did. Yeah. Um, Mm You know, and just obviously Jason Momoa is like a force of nature that... (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't really translate into the, onto a page, so it's just kind of nice to see um, a little personal a little more personality for Drogo here.
3: Drogo's one of those characters now. After having seen the show, like when you reread, I, you can't not see Jason Momoa in oh, yeah. there. As a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just he is Drogo from now on. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for me. Yeah, him, and I think you know. Varus,
0: I have a like. There's, a, you know, Varus I have a really hard time not seeing Conlith Hill. You know, it's mm-hmm. just yeah. There's some characters that it's just. And when you read like descriptions of Bruce Bolton, it's like I, I my brain won't let me do it. It's like nope, nope, Michael McConaughey, nope, yep. <laughs> not this guy. <laughs> Don't believe it. Um, so anyway, uh. Drogo's laid down on the pyre with his head facing the mother of mountains, which is uh, far to the northeast at this point. Um, Danny asks for her dragon eggs, and Jora, you know, he's like, Drogo doesn't need them, but if you sell one, we can go back to the free cities.
2: Um, Guile? Yeah? Um, I think you've moved past one of my favorite parts of the chapter, and I hate to stop you, oh, but I think we need to, to go backwards for a minute to okay. when Danny was getting ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because something happened that just like, in case anyone wondered if George R R, R. Martin has a vagina, I'm sure that he doesn't. Mm.
3: Uh, yeah, we need to uh, talk about this. Wow, yeah, I'm
0: this. so okay. I'm so intrigued. Okay, when 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 her
2: handmaids are getting her ready, I actually wrote it down, which I basically never do. I never take notes. They put spice flour and cinnamon in her vagina.
3: Yep. Like, at I least in her labia. I wrote like, down, what the fuck,
0: really? Like, um, <laughs> like, is this like on one of paper. those challenges where, you know, you have to eat a <laughs>
2: tablespoon of cinnamon? <laughs> and she has no reaction to it. She's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> um, well, just, maybe this <laughs> has to, like, you
0: know how, like, she doesn't feel, she doesn't have an issue with the super hot bath? Maybe, well, maybe like, it. the it's spice, the same spice thing. of cinnamon is like kind of the same thing. So it's almost sort of like ceviche.
2: <laughs> oh, so this is like gosh. an early test to see if a woman is fireproof? Yes. <laughs> just... <laughs> just stick a red hot up there and see what happens. We'll, we'll know that.
4: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Isn't his editor a woman,
0: though? <laughs> or maybe not for this book. <laughs>
2: no, I'm actually not sure if she worked on a Game of Thrones.
0: And like, why would they? My brain must have just like not let me read this
2: because I why? <laughs> I <heard laughs>
0: why, would, why would you even think that that's something that people
2: would do? <laughs> <laughs> his wife, um, the early drafts and shit. Like
3: maybe she nobody did the was same like thing picture. as I did. Like just like thinking about his vest <laughs> There's other references of of this happening in the books, right? Of Like perfuming
1: your yeah, vagina. Yeah,
0: it's not really a pulse point. But also, right? I, I don't think cinnamon has traditionally been like a cleansing agent. Um,
2: no. no. Wow. Uh, <sighs> it's really
0: hard to come back from that.
2: <laughs> Sorry, but we couldn't let it go.
0: Oh, no, no. absolutely not. So, I mean, essentially, we just literally think that George has no concept of the female body or stuff. Or no. he's never, like, tried no. to eat cinnamon. <laughs> like, I feel like doing the cinnamon challenge, you would immediately be like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, that would work, too. Maybe more people need to do food challenges. And George R. R. Martin, of all people, I feel like would have done food challenges. Um
2: yeah, maybe not then, though.
0: Yeah, that's but true. It wasn't, like, a thing.
2: You know, we're going to get mail from somebody who has done this. That's... Oh, oh, put tell cinnamon okay. up there? Yeah. I don't yeah. think
0: so. <laughs> maybe maybe an anonymous Tumblr message, but that's
4: it. <laughs> I think my search history is going to go broke here in a minute, but let's see where we have. happy.
3: To... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh so i'm just
4: no references of that on the internet because
1: <laughs> <laughs> people aren't stupid wow i don't know why i never made that connection before i just read it and was like yep okay just thinking it's something weird and just going to the next part of the chapter
3: no <laughs> man i wrote down like what the fuck like cinnamon i made a
2: note it was yes i don't ever remember noticing it before but yeah this time i'm like what the holy hell is this
0: (laughs) i yeah i wow it's just anyway
2: sorry i do it's
0: really it's really terrible oh my god
2: no wait there is something
4: (laughs) 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 oh my god
0: okay give us the
4: give us the news Well, hold on. I don't even think these websites are real, though. <laughs> I don't know. One of them is labeled femininehealthreviews.com and then it's forward slash cinnamon. Oh, oh, my God. God. It has powerful... Something about antifungal properties, but I don't all think right. it has anything to do with funeral stuff. So.
0: Huh. <laughs> well, we might have to take it all back.
4: The more
3: you know.
0: Yeah.
4: No. Again, though, I do not recommend this. I'm not a doctor. I don't... <laughs>
3: Yeah, just I feel like close the door needs to have a disclaimer at the end. Of yeah, the podcast yeah.
0: Here. This is, this Maybe our trigger warning insert. is for um. Huts. Yeah, cinnamon is a po- also a potent antifungal. In some cases, cinnamon has anti-inflammatory properties.
3: Yeah, I mean who? Also, I just now thought she just like gave birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On top of that. Yes. Anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, it
2: sometimes, uh, sometimes it's just too much. I just can't deal with it. With yeah, this well, is one I mean, of those, stories.
0: yeah. This is definitely wow. Okay, okay,
5: yeah. He's so, he teaching anyway. the reveal match to 11 on that
2: one. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> so, back to our back. story, yep. um, <laughs> Danny. Uh, Danny is gonna put the dragon eggs in the funeral pyre, and Drogo t- or Jorah tells her if she sells one, they can, back- can go back to the Free Cities. If they sell them all, she'll be a rich woman for her for her whole life. And Danny tells him, they not you know, they were not given to me to sell. And you know, it kind of struck me that this is that point, one of the points where we see a character given an easy way out, and they don't. You know, she doesn't take it. You know, Danny's kind of given ways out quite a bit. It's sort of like one of like the Christ parallels, I think, that she mm. has. And, you know, I was thinking of, of other characters, and it's almost, I was actually trying to think of characters that do take the easy way. And I couldn't necessarily, you know, the one example I kind of have was of Stannis, um, you know, using the shadow baby to kill Renly. It was... But it wasn't like we don't see him making that choice. You know, we see a lot of characters making the choice to do the hard thing. You know, we see Asha with the reader the reader saying, you know, just, you know, you'll be my heir. Just hang out here. It'll be fine. And, you know, she does the hard thing. We see, you know, Brienne, no chance and no choice, doing, doing the hard thing. We see all these characters making those choices. You know, John kind of, um, you know, again and again. But, you know, can you guys think of examples where we do see people kind of taking the the easy way out?
2: Mm. Mm. Well, Jamie pushing Bran up. I was just Joe. thinking.
0: Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a really good. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the best examples.
2: That's the we're not going to do this the hard way.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. I don't know.
2: Try to think. I can't oh. think of anything else off the top of my head. Yeah.
1: Like, making John a bastard instead of him really being a Targaryen.
0: Oh, that's, that's true. I mean, in some ways, it's like no any choice Ned made. I feel like is a
1: mm.
0: was probably the hard way. Or, um, you know, Camo is not participating. <laughs> but she, she, did, she did type in the chat. You know, Robert was was all about the easy way of. Um, oh yeah, yeah, everything. that's
1: true. Oh, of everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. So maybe he is that, you know, he is that example of of doing things the easy way. Um,
5: Our good friend Tyrion probably did that like a shitload. I can't think of any specifics, but that's, uh. totally, that's totally his style. He's such a yes. fucking
0: jerk.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 we turned everyone against him. I love it. Um, so Danny places her eggs around Drogo's body, and she notices that Miri Maz is still watching her. And Miriamaz tells her she's mad. And Danny asks, is it so far from madness to wisdom, which is, like, the most Targaryen thing ever to ask? Um, and yeah. then she tells Jorah to bind Miriamaz to the pyre. And Jorah, who you'll note several paragraphs ago, um, vowed to always obey her, immediately refuses. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, a minute into their relationship, Danny has to remind him of his oath. So... It's really not starting his job off on the right foot here. Um, Mary Maz promises Danny that she won't hear her scream, but Danny tells her she doesn't care. It's not her scream she wants, only her life. I remember what you told me, she says. Only death can pay for life. And, you know, this statement finally puts fear in Mary Maz's eyes. So they have everything prepared, and they wait. And I I have a real short little passage of just kind of explanatory of what's going on that I liked uh, that I'm going to read. When a horse lord dies, his horse is slain with him so he might ride proud into the nightlands. The bodies are burned beneath the open sky, and the call rises on his fiery steed to take his place among the stars. The more fiercely the man burned in life, the brighter his star will shine in the darkness." Jogo spied at first. There, he said in a hushed voice, Danny looked and saw it low in the east. The first star was a comet burning red, blood red, fire red, the dragon's tail.
3: She could not have asked for a stronger sign. Um Is Is that is this the first time the comet's mentioned in like ever? I know they start the book off in clash that way. Is it mentioned in Game of Thrones before this chapter? I think it is mentioned. Um, okay.
0: I think it might be mentioned in Sansa's final chapter. Okay. I think, but um,
3: I don't have it online to search yeah. to see. But I'm looking right now. Uh, let's See. Because that was something I had kind of missed, even mm. yeah, chapter doing a couple rereads.
4: Um Let me see. Uh, Maester Lewin agreed. Oh, and it
0: was Okay.
4: Yeah, noting the position of the comet that hung low in the morning sky. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we see it in, in Brand's chapter. Um, okay. So they start the fire, and, and Mary Maz, of course, really does scream, um, but eventually she's drowned out by the roar of the flames. And there's a couple passages for Danny that it was. It's really the way that. In her narration, she describes the fire that makes yes. her, like, the most targ of targ. So I just, I had <laughs> a couple to read. Um, she had sensed the truth of it long ago, Danny thought, as she took a step closer to the conflag- conflagration. But the brazier had not been hot enough. The flames writhed before her like the women who had danced at a wedding, whirling and singing and spinning, their yellow and orange and crimson veils, fierce and b- to behold, yet lovely... So lovely, alive with heat, Danny opened her arms to them. Her skin flushed and glowing. This is a wedding too, she thought. Miriam jaw had fallen silent. The God's wife thought her a child, but children grow and children learn. Um, she steps further into the flames, and she starts to see these these kind of cool visions. She she says the flames were so beautiful, the loveliest thing she had ever seen each one a sorcerer robed in yellow and orange and scarlet, swirling long, smoky cloaks. She saw crimson fire lions and great yellow serpents and unicorns made of pale blue flame. She saw fish and foxes and monsters, wolves and bright birds and flowering trees, each more beautiful than the last. She saw a horse, a great gray stallion limbed in smoke, its flowing mane a nimbus of blue flame. Yes, my love, my sun sun and stars. Yes, mount now, ride now. Um, So she's super into the fire.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and having these visions of Drogo, which is just like, I don't even know if it's supposed to be real. It's so hard to tell.
0: Yeah, what do you guys think? Is she, you know, is she just kind of spacing out or is she really, you know, is she really seeing what she's seeing? Well, well I mean, it's been
4: confirmed. This is a true magical event occurring here, right? Yeah. Like this is like, yes. a big, ma- I, so I assume it's real. Like what she's seeing is some kind mean, of uh, vision.
3: Yeah. Other people have seen things in the flames too. So
4: yeah.
3: Right.
0: It'd be hilarious
3: if she saw Stannis. It's just,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: just randomly, like some, <laughs> <and> some dude. <laughs> some dude, well, he's whispering a
4: word. And the word is fewer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, so Danny's clothes start to burn but she moves further into the fire and she actually sees Drogo mounted on his smoky stallion with a flaming lash in his hand and he smiles at her and then whips whips down at the pyre and she hears a crack and a chunk of curved rock and it's pale and veined with gold broken and smoking smoking falls at her feet um there's a second crack, and she hears the screams of frightened horses and Sir Jorah. So I just thought that was confirmation that Viserion is the oldest dragon, right? Yeah. Is he the gold? So yeah. <laughs> the oldest. Um, and so she hears Jorah calling her name, and, and there's again, there's a kind of a cool passage. Um, no, she wanted to shout to him, No, my good knight, do not fear for me. The fire is mine. I am Daenerys Stormborn, daughter of dragons, bride of dragons, mother of dragons. Don't you see? Don't you see? With a belch of flame and smoke that reached 30 feet into the sky, the pyre collapsed and came down around her. Unafraid, Danny stepped forward into the firestorm, calling to her children. The third crack was as loud and sharp as the breaking of the world.
3: I love that line. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, She she even describes the you were talking about how she describes the fire what she sees like earlier it even sound the fire sounds like a dragon yeah like she talks about it having tongues and it's a beast and has wings and all that kind of stuff which is kind of cool
1: wait isn't there a part where like she's walking to the flames and like her breast milk yes. Coming out? yes <laughs> like Yes, there that. is. And I not get there yet? No. Gratuitous.
0: <laughs> I just, I just decided to not talk about it. <laughs> but, but yes, there's like, there's the cinnamon, there's the breast milk leaking from her as she's, you
3: know, walking into the flames.
5: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: maybe we could, maybe it's because, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say there's like a connection, like the the dragons are just about to be born. Like yeah, around, like, or, she's I don't responding
2: even know. to their cries or something stupid. I don't, yeah, know. I don't
0: know. Or it's or like a that kind of thing. Hot again. milk and cinnamon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my, Jesus Christ, <laughs>
0: because we're all going <laughs> to hell.
1: <laughs> hey, we didn't I mean, write did
2: it. Job. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, God. I think he just likes these gross visuals. Well, it's like, he, it's not I don't think it's mean, gross. It's a perfectly natural right. thing. It's just like, He's it's using a, it in a very, very lurid right. way, and it's just like, Ugh, get out of here. And we've
0: established that he's, like, totally a breast man. Yes. <clears throat> Except I don't know that he knows, like... It's sort of like, oh, God, what was it? There's some... Oh, shit. There's some book or some... There's something where... Oh, the 40-year-old virgin, duh. When he's talk, when they're having, like, he's describing breasts and he clearly has no idea what he's talking about. That's that's what George reminds me of. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so the fire finally dies down and Jorah finds her amidst the ashes. And she's naked, covered with soot. Her clothes have turned to ash and her hair is burned away. But she's otherwise unhurt. And she's not alone. She has three baby dragons nursing and curled around her, which that just also kind of creeps me out. Um, Jorah yeah. falls
2: to his knee. Oh, go ahead. I mean, I've had a lot of pets. Have you ever considered letting one breastfeed? <laughs> I if haven't. I
0: did, would I admit that? <laughs> I feel like
4: this this specific episode of the podcast is going to need a lot of disclaimers. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs>
1: Why no. are they breastfeeding? Did dragons ever breastfeed in any of the other things we've wait, ever heard about the dragons? And we have a do, lot do of changes. I assume oh. not,
4: but wait, do lizards have nipples? My internet <laughs> history is being ruined. Yeah, dragons <laughs> yeah.
5: are clear they're clearly mammals in this universe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah, okay. I mean then they're, they're like... half mammal here, right? <laughs> well actually I mean aren't Bird they kind eggs? of
2: I don't I don't I don't
0: because like Danny's mom, their mom, they're they have a human mom, and like Drogo's
2: kind of the father. I mean, he's like well, I, I don't know. Surely do these things come out with teeth, right? I mean, they're lizards, right? Yeah. Reptiles, something.
0: Well, should we? Do you guys remember that series V from the eighties where the yes. aliens were lizards?
5: <laughs> Hell yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is kind of that thing I feel like, where there, because wasn't there a baby who was half lizard, half human? Yeah, that ended up like saving everything.
2: <laughs> what? I don't even know what this is. We're
0: talking I don't about. know. What, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> there was a there was a series in the eighties called V about an alien invasion, and uh, you know the aliens at first are super friendly and they're very attractive, and they slowly become more authoritarian but then like the big reveal like a third of the way through it is that oh my god underneath the human skin they're actually lizards <laughs> <laughs> okay. but one of the yeah. girls has like a relationship with one of the lizard guys who turns out to be a bad lizard guy but he gets her pregnant and so then a half human half lizard baby <laughs> is born sure <laughs> and actually, to be fair, this was probably this probably aired well before Game of Thrones was written, so it actually could very well be an influence on the books. Oh my God. Just saying uh,
5: that conspiracy theory with lizard people—you've heard that one—that was legit ripped off from this, and also Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> everybody
0: also oh. lizard
2: people. <laughs> like,
5: they just, v is like the yeah, it's uh, one of those progenitor sci-fi ideas. Everything comes from V Man. It's the best. <laughs> And it's got Michael Ironside running around shooting people with an M16, so you can't lose.
0: Well, I just remember Diana was, like, the main bad lizard woman. And I think the reveal was her, and she, like, peels off her like, sexy face and, like, eats, like, a mouse or something.
2: <laughs> oh, my
5: god! Yeah, it was fucking the worst, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the worst would also of the best. I haven't either. This must be but one in, of the periods when the...
2: my parents didn't allow us to have a TV you know, or something. In the
4: 2000s, I want to say 2008 They did a remake. It was a remake, and it's lasted for one season.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> it had that girl, that was the woman from uh, Firefly. She was the evil V leader.
0: Oh. Um, uh,
4: she played, uh... Oh, the main... The,
2: hmm. Let me see who it was. Kama sang Jane Badler Mar- Mar- in the
4: chat. Marina... Is that is? Uh, Marina...
0: The Oh, um... Marina Bachirin. Oh, the girl Backer, from yeah. yeah. So she was from. Uh, she
4: she played the queen of uh, the Homeland aliens too. The, okay. yeah, okay.
0: yeah, I could see it. She has a lizard-esque quality to her. No, she actually <laughs> just reminds me of the woman that played like the lizard main woman main lizard woman in the original. <laughs> anyway, mm. enough about V. Oh. Um, so.
5: speaking of really <laughs> shitty misunderstandings of lizard mammal biology. <laughs>
0: yeah. Excellent. We'll get back to our own our own lizard babies who are nursing around mommy. Um, so Jorah falls to his knees and Jogo lays her rock at her feet and murmurs "Blood of my blood." Um, Ago does the same and Ricaro shouts it, which really like Ricaro is kind of her number one. I feel like like of all the Dothraki, like he's clearly like number one. It kind of makes me sad too well, that oh, go ahead. Oh no! Keep going. I just have a
3: thing to add after that. Oh sure. I I was just gonna say
0: that I um, it makes me a little you know, this is actually one thing that wasn't D and D's fault in that some of the Dothraki that we got to know in season one like Ricaro and Eerie, they, you know, they kind of didn't last season two. Not necessarily out of the writers' desires, but the actors went on to other things, and it's it's too bad because the Dothraki went from having people that we knew and that had personalities to kind of being a you know, not there there no distinguishing people amongst them and I think that's something that's yeah. hurt the show in, in subsequent seasons that, you know, there aren't any you know, Danny's entire military is now grey worm.
2: Mhm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it
0: you know and you know, Amelia Clark obviously needs more of a ensemble to work with and, you know, just her season one ensemble seemed to be really good, and like basically almost all of them are gone. And it's kind of a yeah, shame. And now it's
2: just yeah. Grey Worm and Misande, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and you know, Jorah, I guess, whatever,
3: mm-hmm. looking all sad and shit. Um, <laughs> but God. I thought it was cool, Ricaro. It, earlier when she first is telling them like, Hey, you're here's my bow. Here's my uh, whip. And they're turning her down. The other two are almost kind of sheepish about it. They're like lowering their yeah. eyes and almost kind of embarrassed. And Ricaro is very at first like, Hey, I'm going to take you to the Dosh That's it. He's a little bit more. I'm not going to be your blood rider, but yet he's the one that shouts at the end. Yeah, like, and get, yeah, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Um, so before, you know, so we're at the end of the chapter, and, you know, it's obviously a very famous ending, and I, I can't resist reading it. But before I read it, I wanted to read a little, pa- a tiny little passage from the chapter directly before this chapter, and then come back to this one. So in the chapter before this, it's, C- it's Catelyn's last Game of Thrones chapter, and this is the very end of that chapter, Um The the river the the river lords were rising, too, Blackwood and Bracken and Malister, houses who had never ruled from Winterfell. Yet Catelyn watched them rise and draw their blades, bending their knees and shouting the old words that had not been heard in the realm for more than 300 years, since Egg and the Dragon had come to make the Seven Kingdoms one. Yet now they were heard again, ringing from the timbers of her father's hall. The king in the north, the king in the north, the king in the north! Um... So that's the ending of that chapter, and then we immediately go to this chapter, which is the last chapter in the book, and this is how it ends. And after them came her handmaids, and then the others, all the Dothraki, men and women and children, and Danny had only to look at their eyes to know that they were hers now, today and tomorrow and forever, hers as they had never been Drogos. As Daenerys Targaryen rose to her feet, her black hissed, pale smoke venting from its mouth and nostrils. The other two pulled away from her breasts and added their voices to the to the call, translucent wings unfolding and stirring the air. And for the first time in hundreds of years, the night came alive with the music of dragons. Um, You know, like, it's almost the exact same ending the two, two chapters in a row.
2: Everybody gets to be a king or a queen now.
0: Well, isn't it... Do you guys feel you know is it almost like is it almost dishonesty from George to have Rob have that that ending in this book and to like set something up that he at this point I think he you know he already knew what do you, you know he already knew that Rob wasn't
2: No that's the, the guy. honesty. That's the honesty. What happens to Rob is honesty. What's going on with Danny is bullshit. I mean like she's just so grossly overpowered compared to everyone else in the story the minute that she gets these dragons and it just can never be undone I mean he tries to like you know give her stumbling blocks and everything along the way I mean you know that's a lot of what will happen in Clash and you know again by the time she gets to dance but I mean really three dragons obviously she's going to win everything duh how many dragons
0: I
4: mean
2: mean,
0: how many dragons does she have at the end of of a dance with dragons.
2: Well, see, they all still are alive. I know it's she's just got Drogo. She's just on Drogo. She's just stuck yeah. off on Drogo. I mean, the other two are there.
0: Um, I guess I meant dishonesty in terms of like misdirection for the reader.
2: I knew what you meant, but I oh, mean okay. what I meant. You want- <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> you mean like to- this is this is to me. I mean, it's like. What's happening with Rob, where you think everything's going to turn out great and then it, you know, it doesn't because you see this, this, you know, welling power and pride of the North and the Riverlands and you think, oh, finally, you know, we're going to get some vengeance for Ned and that's where this is all going. Um, You know, and then of course it just doesn't go that well because nothing goes that well and nobody gets, you know, fate essentially in their corner that much. Whereas with Danny, he kind of, you know, front loads her with some tragedy and then. (laughs) So, I mean, I realize it's not smooth sailing, but compared to what a lot of the other characters are going through later on, it's just really not that bad and this is why I'm not a Danny fan. She's just I feel like She's with, overpowered.
0: I feel like with Danny that you know, if you think of the books as as like three little trilogies or, you know, three three two and a half trilogies, whatever it is. Like her this is her trilogy essentially takes place in one book and her clash and um her clash and her storm chapters aren't necessarily that connected to it like they're sort of mm-hmm. superfluous a little bit and if you actually like she doesn't really have that many chapters like she's, she's already yeah because I mean to your point she already has you know she has the power and it's consi- you know it's a little bit of consolidation of the power but it's not the you know, it's not everything going to hell. It's not like her. um, It's not things going sideways for her yet. So, you know, the things that we see happen to Rob or the things that happen to John, et cetera, like, you know, I don't know that they just haven't happened for her yet. Maybe.
4: I mean, if we take the show into account I know that's, we might never get wins. So that's kind of what we have to do. But if she does lose, two of her dragons, or even just one, do you, do you think that knocks her down the power level
0: a bit?
2: A little, but I mean, obviously, she does win.
0: Yeah. You think, or do you think that she goes yeah, mad? I think.
2: I don't think so, in the end. I mean, I think he's always going to hint at it. I think he's going to leave it an open question, just because fandom's so in love with it. But I she, mean, I, I think she wins. I mean, like, I really do think she will win. I really do think it's Danny.
0: Do you think she's think so. alive? Because I feel like if we're going to go for the biblical aspects of it, she's kind of like the John the Baptist. That's going to, you know, if she doesn't go crazy, she's going to like she's going to die before, you know, she's going to die in in like the battle.
2: Even if at one point he had thought that he would do that. I think the position that Danny holds in the culture, quite frankly, um, as she is considered, despite what some of us who really have studied <laughs> the background material, she's considered very much a feminist icon. And I would be shocked if he fridges her in the end to give it to John or her son or something. Oh, um, I mean, it would could surprise could me a little. To give it to Sansa or to, you know, I mean, there's. Oh, well, Sansa's never going to be the queen of the seven kingdoms. That's. Well, do you think there's going to be a queen of the seven kingdoms? I would like to think no one will be, but, I mean, I just don't think he's going to fridge Danny in the end. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he, even if he intended to at one point, I don't think he will now.
0: Because, I mean, if there's, it's hard to imagine her living in a world where there's more than one of the, you know, when there's not a united throne. Like, it doesn't seem like that's a world she could easily inhabit, you know? Like is she gonna be the queen? Yeah, you know, is she gonna go to
2: Dragonstone and Well, she's know, not gonna be like island? the first president of the republic if that's what right. you're asking. About. Right. You know I think
4: she'll restart the civilization of Valyria.
2: Yeah, I mean her Maybe and her she rides off on a dragon into the sunset. I mean, like I could possibly see that. I just can't imagine him actually fridging her at this point. It's such a well known phenomenon, especially in, in genre fiction. I would be shocked if he does it. Like honestly like- shocked
0: the heroic death to save the world. Yeah.
2: Yep. Cause, I, Cause it won't be perceived that way.
0: Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I still, I still have a hard time seeing her make it to the end.
2: I mean, I mean, I agree with you. I yeah. think I, I'm not sure he intended for her always to, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, now I don't, I think she's, she's hundred percent all the way.
0: So when you guys, so that, you know, for those of you, especially that maybe read the books before the show, You know, how did you feel about Danny at the end of this book? Like, I have, you know, there's a lot of negativity towards her, I feel like. But I don't know how you could just read this book as, you know, read this book by itself and not, like, read this last chapter and, like, be totally 100%
2: behind her. Yeah. Yeah, I I like her now at this point. I remember liking her at this point.
3: I read the books before the show or, you know, kind of read least book one before the show for sure. And this was like her whole story, her whole arc in game of Thrones, like where she starts and now she ends up and that, that final line, you know, the night came alive with Mm -hmm. the music of dragons. I mean, that was like, Holy shit. What? You know, I mean, Danny, like team Danny, Mm -hmm. you know, 100%. Like I, she's so confident in this chapter. Um, you know, she's commanding and demanding and, um, Like she feels magic and dragons and the whole thing. Like it, it, it was awesome to read the first time for sure.
2: I mean, I'm not going to say it was awesome. I never was that into it. It was like, I didn't have anything against her at this point. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't mad at her or mad at her for existing. It was only as I kind of started to, you know, see where she fit into the greater series as I read like the next book and the next book, I was like, ah, what is
1: this?
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I'll admit like, Oh, sorry. No, you can go. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I am one of those people that has never really read much fantasy ever uh, and picked up a game of Thrones because it was recommended and kind of was, I don't know, dragons really (laughs) knights and maidens. What? And I mean, just ate it up. Like I thought it was the coolest thing (laughs) I'd ever read. So. I was really
1: excited when, um, With this chapter, when I read it, because I just remembered the first chapters where she's just, like, the meek little girl. And I was just like, look at her now. Look at her. She's got everything. She wants to get back what she deserves. And I was totally team Danny. I, like, I love all the characters. I really don't hate any of them. So I was just so on board from that chapter with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm still, like, very much on board with Danny. Like, I I find her... Chapters in *A Dance with Dragons*, other than the final two, I don't really find her storyline interesting, and I, you know, that doesn't necessarily completely sour me on the character. I, you know, I hope that she doesn't go mad because I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I have faith, or I would like to be able to have faith in the character that she's not going to be some, you know, fire-happy mad woman of questionable, you know, of questionable morality going forward. Like, I'd like her to kind of go out, I'd like her to go out a hero. Um I think, you know, that's probably the best end that she can have is to be that, you know, she's kind of the, she's not the person who can build something. You know,
2: she's the instrument of, you know, she's the intr-
0: instrument of something
2: else or of someone else. She's Aegon Reborn. I mean that's what she's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and I you know, but I still like her. I I, I don't like I said, I, I don't really find her storyline to be super interesting until the very end of, of dance, which her la I love her last two chapters, but yeah, I knew there was no way in hell I would get any of any of anyone else in the podcast to read those. So this was as good as I could do. Um, so <laughs> So thank your lucky stars, thank your lucky stars for that. But yeah, I think like just this, you know, her progression in this book, like her arc in this book is, you know, that's actually a good question. Like if you think through all of the arcs in a Game of Thrones, like in the book A Game of Thrones, you know, which one do you, you know? Which one do you like the best? Like for me, it's a clear no-brainer; it's hers. But yeah, um, you know, obviously that's you know, one opinion, I'm wondering if there are other ones that, you know, really stand out.
3: No, I agree. I mean, her first chapter starts with her standing there, you know, timid in front of Viserys and, you know, this little bitty scared girl and it ends with motherfucking dragons. Like, you know, it's... I,
0: you know, when we read these chapters, usually I'll I'll read a couple before and after just to kind of get a sense of, of where it sits in the book and this one I was reading some of the last chapters of the various characters in A Game of Thrones and um, you know Bran's last chapter is really affecting and
3: mm-hmm. just
0: you know like Osha has this great you know after they get the Raven with news of, of Ned's death you know Osha, get, Osha has this reaction like you know Bran asks what it is and she just says you know what it is and it's just kind of like chills from that like, and I, it makes me think of his arc, you know where he comes from this like little you know eight year old boy to the end where he you know is you know par, you know essentially like paralyzed, but is you know having having all the super you know the supernatural effects on him, so it's just like I think that's another really good um not as triumphant and maybe that's part of the reason that this chapter sticks with us too is you know there are so few i mean we can probably count on one hand the number of triumphant moments in this series and you know that asshole gives us two in a row in the first book (laughs) he he, he really set us up to think there are going to be some more triumphant moments and boy we really i mean what do we get after this we get like jamie in the bear pit we get like Stannis beating oh, the wildlings and Tyr- you know
2: Tyrian Tyrian the victory the Tyrian side winning at the Blackwater does feel like a triumph even though you're also, you know, rooting for Stannis a little yeah. bit but yeah. Well, I mean, I think in many ways you're just describing how A Game of Thrones is just a much tighter and better written book than most of the rest of the series. <laughs> 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 Isn't that part of why it's so satisfying and so gets because it's a complete novel? Yeah, it's I mean a like the story like you know. Yeah,
0: I mean it's interesting, because we just, you know, we came off of Tyrion's chapter, so we, you know, and Sansa, so we read to the end of Storm, and there is a satisfaction there, too, when you see both, you know, both of those characters and that book, like, clearly done, they're done with the things that happened in that book, and, you know, set up for things that are going to happen in the next book, you know, I, I guess I'm basically describing, like, how novels in a series typically work, <laughs> not like, not like how in Feast and Dance, it was, You know, like, we have a random Jamie chapter in dance that, you know, okay, I mean, I guess works to finish his storyline in in dance, but since he didn't really have a storyline in dance, it makes no sense, you know, so it's just Mm. not quite, it doesn't make quite as much sense, um, you know, as, as this book does, but yeah, I... I really, you know, to me, I love the language of this chapter, and I I like that Mm -hmm. triumphant ending. Um, Rereading it and coming, you know, for discussion, it strikes me that there's not a ton to discuss. It's just sort of like, this is really cool.
3: And what the fuck's up with the cinnamon? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just, like, all of the things she has to overcome in this first book. You know, she... she she conquers the wedding she conquers the you know just getting used to being with him and the dothraki and she conquers you know the the you know she gets pregnant and vast her dothrak and, and the, yeah. like the all of it and her brother and um the the death and of her of her child and everything like it's just her i really do think her story brand story is good um It would probably be second, but just of all of the different things that she has to conquer and overcome to have it end with this is pretty incredible, I think. I really like her in this book. Yeah, I mean, she... (laughs) In this book.
0: She earns it, and, you know, she earns it, and you sort of... It's so funny, because, you know, thinking about how we feel about her later, but... I mean, you would never read this and be like concerned, like, "Oh, well, I hope she doesn't use those dragons to commit mass, you know, horrific mass murders." Like, you literally would never even have that thought in this book, right. you know? And yeah.
2: Well, there's so much of the Targaryen lore that he hasn't completely shaped at this point yeah. yet, too. And for me, part of why I really can't stand Danny is also that she's a Targaryen, and I just can't stand the Targaryens. I mm-hmm. think they're terrible. I don't know how you view them as the good guys.
1: What about Aegon? In any
2: sense. Amen. <laughs> eggs like eggs like the extreme exception. What about Eamon? I mean, but he pretty much stops being a Targaryen. I mean, he doesn't even have a last name anymore. You know, <laughs> he took the black.
3: So do you have speaking of Targaryens and A I don't know a whole lot about <laughs> like Targaryen history or anything and like how they like hatched dragons before. But do you there's like some speculation out there that these eggs we're going to hatch anyway uh, because of like her dragon dreams and feeling the heat in the dragon eggs and like, just like this, these weird connections and things she was having. Do you think no, that that's a possibility? I, I
2: read a thread probably on, it must've been on Warg. I read something once that talked about how she's basically incubating him the whole book. I don't remember everything about it, but, but it kind of made sense to me. Yeah. I, I, so, I, but I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember everything that was in it. But you know, it was the it was the only thing that I ever read that kind of made sense because it was like, what these things completely gestated in a couple hours in a fire? I mean, but it, somebody was like, no, she's basically you know incubating these eggs the whole like
3: her Targaryen magic has been whatever like set for yeah. yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I don't know enough about that to like explain it. But well, I think I it's read- still
4: unclear as what makes them hatch. Actually, okay, right. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure it's it's not clear because like Aegon the Unworthy didn't or not Unworthy the uh, the egg character. Did he die trying to hatch dragon eggs? That's what we
0: think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: obviously that art had been lost since they lost their dragons. So I'm not sure exactly what causes them to actually hatch. Perhaps it is magic.
2: Yeah. Well, they, but the first thing that they lost was just the ability to hatch viable dragons. They were still hatching them, but they were tiny and, you know, not the way that they should be. I don't know what sort of, I can't remember if they talk about what sort of mutations they have, but that's implied. Um, So it's like the first, they just weren't very good dragons that they were hatching. And then they seem to have completely been unable to even hatch them at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course we suspect that this is the citadel poisoning the dragons or the eggs or something which i heard a rumor that in fire and blood somebody sends off three dragon eggs and they assume that these are those eggs they were sent off before the poisoning started basically i don't know
4: little did tardiergens know all you need to do is keep the eggs warm right (laughs) yeah that's the secret (laughs)
2: I think that's I think that's how Summerhall burns is that Egon is trying to use heat to hatch them, isn't it?
1: Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's what yeah, that's
4: how it's implied, yeah.
1: So but I always definitely subscribe to the theory that um, she was kind of incubating over the time she was with him, because she like put him in the fire pit and like. I don't know. She was always like well,
3: touching them. Yeah, and there's some other things in, in the book, and I don't have enough to to mention it. But how she starts having these dragon dreams, and she can sense some things in the eggs, and she feels things, and like they're warm to the touch, even not in the fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, point. I should. I wish I, I should have
2: looked. At, I should have looked that up before I got on this. I mean, episode. at the end of the day,
3: it's
0: it's magic, right? <laughs> like,
2: well, yeah. But I think, I, I remember too, part of it being how surprising it is that she managed to hatch three on her own at the same time, which is supposed to be a really big deal and is not something that regularly happens. Because usually yeah. people just hatch one, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: That was yeah. all that extra blood magic helped with that part, I think.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Well, and, you know, the whole prophecies of, you know, there's three, like, we get that, so, you know, regardless of of you know what she did like obviously it was kind of meant to be all three
5: yeah well she's totally is or high these are you know light bringers so that's
0: <laughs>
5: that's what that is
0: i would be so happy if the series ended and none of that like everything that everyone thinks is parallel like it's actually not because he's writing an original story and not just rehashing the fake history that he wrote like I get well it's obviously a parallel like oh I like the fake history
5: better than most of the actual storylines the only one that I don't uh, that doesn't have any fake history behind it is is Jamie and Brienne which I I love that one because it's totally there's no you can't read the the history or the legends and and predict what the hell's gonna happen all the other ones I'm like
0: well "Eh." there's Dunk (laughs) I mean there's Dunk (laughs) and Rohan there's the you know he has you know there are Certainly parallels to them that he's written. So, I don't
2: yeah. know if yeah. I would
0: say that even. It's crazy.
2: Um, well, I don't it's know if any. We're never gonna know. I hate I know. Have these stupid questions. We're always just never gonna really know. It's so <laughs> irritating.
0: I have um, the illustrated version of the Game of Thrones, which it's kind of nice when we go through these old chapters because it, the illustrations are just lovely. But you know, the one for this chapter is. In, color, in full color, and it's you know Danny naked, the fire and the dragons, and you know bald, which I thought was you know it's always fun to see that because you know God forbid they they make poor Amelia Clark wear that horrible <laughs> wig, but they couldn't make her bald. Like
3: mm-hmm. I feel like it
0: would have looked better bald. Like come on, um, but at least she didn't have to wear the terrible short hair like Cersei has had to for yeah, yeah. for several years. Yeah. Inexplicably, hair apparently does not grow back.
2: Yeah, because time doesn't make sense on, on the show Game of Thrones.
0: Yes, no time makes no time makes no sense, and you know hair doesn't grow, and yeah, all sorts of good things. Um,
5: <laughs> Didn't the whole show happen in like two weeks? Isn't that what that?
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we don't have any mail tonight, but I want to encourage anyone to write us at closethedoorand at gmail dot com. Otherwise, you can find us on. Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here, or on Twitter at Door Podcast. And you can listen to episodes on Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, iTunes, all of your favorite places. And you can become a Patreon and receive additional benefits like um, special episodes and early release episodes. And with that, any last words before we close the door and the book on Danny?
2: I mean, we really do want all of your cinnamon and. <laughs> pet breastfeeding stories so do send them in
0: please i I think that's you know absolutely necessary um (laughs) Mm -hmm. if nothing else we'll save them for future drunk cast episodes (laughs) they will be amazing all right i am closing the door get out
1: Red (laughs) Hots up the vagina? What the
4: hell?